Hello and welcome to the Silver King's War. I'm Michael Sievers, the writer, producer, and creator of this podcast series about my father's Second World War as a B-26 bombardier. Today we continue in the Silver King's letters from Barksdale Field in Shreveport, Louisiana. He has been home for two weeks of leave and has had a wonderful visit with the family in Birmingham. And now he is about to begin the serious work of being a marauder man. Stanley posts his first letter after a return from his R&R in Birmingham on Sunday, July 16th, 1944, and he has a new address. He's in the 331st Army Air Force's base unit, Section S, at Barksdale Field in Shreveport, Louisiana, as he writes, Dearest ones, it has been a long and busy week, the reason for my not writing. The day after my return, I was assigned to the field for training, and that meant running all over the place seeing a dozen different people, and signing twice as many papers. Not until today, a day off, have I had time to write a decent letter without being too tired. All the lost sleep I had finally caught up with me. Needless to tell you how grand it was being home. I'm just sorry I made you angry because of my running around. Honestly, though, I've never enjoyed a leave as much as I did this one. It's the first time I've hated to leave so much. Tomorrow starts the same old routine again. I'll be assigned to a squadron and crew and start ground school and flying right away. The way it looks now, I'll be here for nine weeks. We have tried to make them cut it short, but they are making us go through the same thing anyhow. I can't say I'm thrilled about it because it's gotten to the point where it's become sickening. I haven't been to town but once since being back. There is more to do on the base. This past week was full of activities at the club. Tuesday night we played bingo, and Wednesday night the nurses gave a dance. Thursday night was stag night, and Friday night was the bachelor's dance, and last night was another dance. They really give some nice affairs. It's a real country club. Bill and I met a couple of nurses and took them to the dance last night. We had a swell time and very inexpensive. I'm writing you from the swimming pool, as it's the only cool spot around. Incidentally, nothing came of my being late. Also, Mother, I wish you would send that $20. I need it badly. We'll write again soon. Keep well. Love to Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. Stanley, our hero, has been back at Barksdale about a week after being with his family in Birmingham. And he writes home on a Tuesday evening, July 18th, 1944. Dearest ones, 
I'm terribly sorry you worried so about me. It really wasn't necessary for you to call or wire. You should have known I would have written sooner if I had the time and energy. It is so unbearably hot here that it's impossible to sit still long enough to write. We can't go to bed until very late as it takes the barracks that long to cool off. I'll try to write as often as I can, but don't expect too much. I'm really surprised you were able to reach me on the phone. As you know, I'm no longer in the replacement depot. They usually don't bother to look for you. And when you called, we were sitting on the grass outside the barracks trying to cool off. And that's where I am now. I would be swimming, but I'm sore from sunburn. I haven't done any flying yet. At first, Bill and I were assigned to different squadrons, which I disapproved of. I went to the captain and gave him a long story, and now he's changed us to the same one. Since we roomed together, I figured we might as well fly together. And this delayed us somewhat, and I won't meet my crew until tomorrow. I'll probably fly tomorrow afternoon. Bill is flying tonight. Also, tomorrow we have proficiency exams in navigation. If I pass them, I won't have to go to ground school. And right now I feel as though I've forgotten everything. No more news for now. I hope you're well and you didn't forget the $20. Love to Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. Stanley writes to his family on Friday, July 21st, 1944, with a sense of relief. Dearest ones, received both of your letters, and thanks very much for enclosing the check. This has been a long month for me, and I'm sorry I had to ask you for it. Concerning my finances, I wish you would do me a favor. I have been thinking seriously of opening a checking account this next pay. I would like to have one at the Birmingham Trust, as before I go overseas, I intend to have an allotment sent there each month. And right now, I just want a checking account, but later on, I'll change it to a savings account. If I sent you the money to open one for me, would you attend to all the details? I will send 100 or 150 to open it and you could have them send me a checkbook. Of course, it will be the end of the month before I could send it, but I would appreciate it if you do it for me. Wednesday, I met my crew and started flying. They seem to be a nice bunch of fellows, but it will take time before I really get to know them. We flew local formation, and I like the ship very much. There is quite a difference between it and the B-25. It's bigger and heavier, and best of all, I have lots of room to work in which I didn't have before. And last night we flew four hours of local transition. I didn't have to do anything but sleep and listen to the radio. However, this afternoon I'll be busy as a bee. I have 20 bombs to drop. This being my first bombing mission in the 26, I expect to have a little trouble. Ground school is a snap. 
We are just taking proficiency tests to prove we know the stuff. I passed my navigation exam okay. Yesterday, I got a box at the post office. So just address my mail as you see it on the envelope. I received the gabardine uniform in exchange for my blouse, and now I have plenty of clothes. I hope you're well. It's hot as hell here. Love to Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. Stanley, who's a southern boy, of course, writes to his family on Monday, July 24th, 1944. And it's hot, as he writes, dearest ones. I hope this finds you well. It has been extremely hot here with no relief in sight. Even the nights are too warm to sleep. I had a very unexciting weekend, mostly because I was too tired to do anything. Flying every day takes away what little energy I have. In four days last week, I accumulated 17 hours of flying, which is a great deal. All my missions have been local thus far, so I haven't had to do any navigating. Friday, I was very much pleased with my bombing. It was quite a bit easier than I had anticipated, although I do think it was better bombing from a 25 than it is from the 26. Tonight I have another 15 bombs to drop. This morning, instead of flying, I had my pilot and co-pilot on the bomb trainer trying to teach them how to bomb. It wasn't any fun, but better than flying four hours. And thanks for giving the rabbi my new address. I shall be looking forward to the bulletin. You might tell Lieutenant Gould that I never spoke to the major. He is the CO of the replacement depot. And since I no longer have any business there, it would be of no advantage. There is no more news. Keep well and love to Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. Stanley writes to his family on Wednesday evening, July 26, 1944. Dearest ones, received your letters and so happy to know you're well. I'm glad Lena and Dodie are there. It's nice company for you. Please give them my regards. There isn't anything new. It's the same old routine. We're doing a lot of flying, mostly bombing. I haven't been on a navigation mission yet. It seems that they are going to waive a lot of our missions since we had so much training at Columbia. And tonight they gave us a night off. I had just as soon fly and get the missions off so we can get out of here. This morning we flew a formation bombing mission, and tomorrow I have more bombing. I've been doing pretty good so far. It's still hot as hell here. I ruin a clean uniform every day. It hasn't rained in so long I've forgotten what it's like. There isn't any chance of my meeting you in New Orleans. We aren't allowed to land there, so that's out. This field isn't run like Columbia. I probably won't get any trips like I did before. And keep well. Love to Ida and all. I love you and miss you, Stan. Stanley has taken a couple of weeks off from writing. It's been hot in Shreveport, and he's tired, 
and he's reached a kind of a low point, a lull in his training life. As he writes to his family on Monday night, August 14, 1944, Dearest ones, I hardly know how to begin. It's been so long since I've written a letter. I suppose I should begin by apologizing, although I'm not so sure it will do any good. I am sincerely sorry you've become so upset over it. I assure you nothing is wrong. I'm fine and have been all along. Neither am I angry about anything. You certainly have taken the wrong attitude about it. I'm sorry it's left you with such an impression. I surely haven't intended to hurt you purposely. It's just that I haven't felt like writing. We have been working furiously these last two weeks as we are shipping out from a POE on the 26th of this month. Almost the minute I sit down, I fall asleep. Even we are flying on Sunday. I just haven't had the energy nor the will to write. And now that you know the reason and that I am well, I will close. Love, Stan. Stanley has hit a rough patch with his mother, Sarah Bell. As you know, being a listener, she's a very demanding person, wants to be in charge of everyone and everything. And in the Silver King's case, that isn't possible. He is trying to get past an episode where his mother called the commanding officer at Barksdale because she hadn't heard from him. And... He suffered for that, unfortunately. But he's feeling a little bit better now as the time is drawing closer for his departure. As the king's mood improves, he writes to his family on Friday, August 25th, 1944. Dearest ones, received both of your letters, and I'm glad you made the trip okay. I'm really terribly sorry that I didn't get to see you off. I was plenty angry about it, but there wasn't anything I could do. The lecture was about absentee voting, and the meeting was about shipping out. It was really swell being with you, even though your visit was so short. I suppose it will be a long time before we're together again. I picked up the package last night. Thanks ever so much. You surely were generous, and I'm surprised you were able to find the whiskey. Now I know we'll be drunk on the train. This morning I flew my last mission, and it's a marvelous feeling to have it over with. It's truly hard to believe I'm actually finished. I'm getting more and more excited each minute as the time to leave draws near. I have decided to send my footlocker home. After talking to some men who have returned from combat, it seems the best thing to do. They all have advised me to do it, and it's based on the fact that I can't take it with me on the plane. It would have to be shipped, and God only knows if and when I would receive it. I'm sure I will be able to manage without it. In it, you will find some papers. My will authorization of allotment, and other information. Please 
take good care of these. The remainder will be clothes and crap I have no use for overseas. My allotment for $150 will go into effect with the month of September. You'll probably receive the check about the third week in October. Must run now as I'm having a clothing inspection. Will write when I can as processing will keep me busy. And keep well. Love to Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. Stanley writes a a nice follow-up letter on Monday, August 28th, to his family. Dearest ones, received your very sweet letter with the checkbook enclosed. Thanks ever so much. After I am paid in Savannah, I hope to send you money to deposit for me. That is, if I can spare it. Well, the time is drawing near, and this will probably be my last letter while I'm in the States. We leave tomorrow as per schedule. You'll probably receive this after you see me Wednesday morning, as we are leaving on the civilian train. I only hope I am awake when we get there. I'll have the porter wake me, but I'll probably be drunk also. It seems that everyone has a bottle or two, and I still have the ones you bought me. The last few days I have been clearing the field. I should finish by tomorrow morning. Yesterday I spent most of the afternoon in the dentist chair. I had three pinpoint cavities, and naturally they had to make them bigger and fill them. I am still trying to pack and have until tomorrow to finish. I think I'll make out all right. Today I sent my footlocker home. I sent it COD as I can't spare the cash this late in the month. It's really hard to realize that this is my last night to howl in this country. I have a date with the nurse. We'll probably go to the Zephyr room. Boy, am I glad to get out of this hole. I guess I'll never be satisfied until I am a civilian again. It's goodbye for a while. I'll send you a cable when I reach my destination. Take care of yourselves and keep well. Love to Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. As the Silver King continues to pack and prepare for his train ride to the port of embarkation and his departure to the European Theater of Operations, we have reached the end of is Barksdale Letters, Part 2. And you are listening to The Silver King's War.